You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. It is a thrill to introduce you to Miranda Levers. Levers is a Vancouver-based entrepreneur and as a co-founder and COO of Thinkific, she's helped over 50,000 business owners earn over half a billion dollars with online courses. That's right, half a billion dollars with online courses to date while educating tens of millions of students around the globe. Miranda, that is incredible. That is incredible. Um, numbers like that, you know, I think people have seen Thinkific in the news. Uh, I personally actually, Thinkific was the reason I converted to a, a, an app called Wealth Simple because I was like, I want to I buy a piece of Thinkific. I, I want to own some of this thing because it's going places and this is amazing. So I downloaded the app. I became a, I don't know if you become a member, you just start using it and I bought some Thinkific stock. So I don't know if this is a problematic, but just full disclosure, I am a I am a part owner of Thinkific. I think I bought like ten stocks, if that's even what you call them. Amazing! <laughs> thanks so much for the <laughs> thanks so much for the vote of confidence. Excited to be here and chatting with you today. <laughs> no, it's incredible. It's really, really incredible. So, like everyone who gets to the place where we are today, we just need to hear how did you get to this position? Like, how did you get to this place of what is happening now and continuing to happen? Even probably by the time we publish, those numbers will continue to increase. And so, what's that origin look like? And how did you start? Oh my gosh. Okay, I'll try to keep this a little bit brief, but maybe you'll just kind of give a bit of the rundown. So Thinkific started as a course creator with a problem. So our CEO, my co-founder, one of my co-founders, Greg Smith, was teaching the LSAT classes to the students in person out at UBC and, you know, going in, charging it every weekend and, and teaching in person. And that's and- a drive. That's what you guys live in Vancouver. <laughs> like I was just at Jericho Beach. Yeah. To drive to UBC, even from East Van, is like a good half hour, 45 minutes on some days. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But really, you know, finding that it's similar, you know, teaching the same material to students with similar problems, just at different times and, and hyper-local. And so, I, you know, really just kind of got to that moment of saying there's got to be a better way and originally started by putting his own course content online with his brother, who's a software developer, was able to help enable that early, early days. And at that point, what they found was, you know, certainly that they were able to teach and deliver content online, but other people were coming to them and saying, hey, can you help me do that for my business? And how do I take my content online and deliver it like you are rather than and teaching in person or, or or other ways, and so that was really where Think Epic was born. And so, like, and which, any good- <laughs> what year was that? Like, just context. What what years were these? Yeah, were these I was going to say like any good success story, like any yeah. good overnight yeah. success story. It's you know more than a decade in the making. Yeah. So you know that was. 2006, I think, I was around the time that he was doing his his LSAT classes. Wow. Fast forward, Thinkific was incorporated in 2012, and you know, spent a couple of years really building out what would come to be the the technology that we're we're based on today. And so we pivoted to be a SaaS platform, meaning uh, a self serve platform where anybody can come and on their own create their course, market, sell, deliver without our one to one help as an automated system starting and beginning in 2015. So really the trajectory is, you know, long, long, long time to 2015 when you can start doing it on your own and then up and to the right since then. (laughs) 
That is amazing. And and the acronym used as well is LMS, right? So a, a learning management system. Right? Yeah. Correct? So we are a SaaS company, so software yeah. as a service. Yeah. And we do kind of broadly live within that LMS learning management system space. But I'm going to be honest, we do not give ourselves that moniker. We think yeah. that more typically describes much more traditional learning platforms that yeah. don't incorporate the business side. And really one of the things that I think makes our platform unique and so special is that it's not just about learning, but it's also about business building and how do we enable business building for entrepreneurs and established businesses alike. And so our platform includes all sorts of landing pages and the ability to sell and market and price and package and all of that good stuff that goes into business building that wouldn't be seen in a traditional LMS. And back in the day, if we're talking about like pre ThinkFX, like I remember doing courses and we put it on YouTube with a passcode or privately listed, or you'd go to Vimeo and password protect it. But inevitably, you, you couldn't control that. And, and so, you know, you were limited. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and it, it's funny you say back in the day, but I, I think that that, you know, in many cases, people are still sort of DIYing, whether it's through something like YouTube or like a blog engine where you need to have a certain level of membership in order to get access to the content. But that's such a passive way of delivering content and education. And one of the things that makes Thinkific really special is the ability to customize the learning content to be exactly how you want to deliver and create that experience experience for your students in a way that is dynamic. Yes, you can have videos or, you know, written content, but you can have quizzes, you can have assignments, you can have group discussions and everything in between. It's amazing. So, and also full disclosure, not only did I give the disclosure that, yes, I am a, do I, can I call myself a part owner? Miranda, do, do, do Go, shareholder. Yeah. Can I say that I'm a shareholder? Yeah, yeah. That you, feels, you are a shareholder. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. But we also, we ourselves as a, as an agency went through the process of picking the best tool to put our own course on. So we got to the point where we needed, we were teaching a course live in person, live over Zoom, and then thought, okay, there's so much of this content that can just be replicated and people wanted to buy it, just certain sections of our training. And so we went through them all. We went through, I think, nine different tools and Thinkific One. And it just so happens. And this was the thing that was so fun. It was in our backyard. And I look back at my memory, I remember Sunny Leonard Doozy raved about it, right? And she actually built her whole business on it and actually has a business of supporting others to make a living on it. And I think that was the thing that, remember when we, you know, it was the best platform for facilitating the learning is what I found. It was the best platform for like the micro quizzes and, you know, providing a certificate at the end. But what I blew me away was, and this is where I think you're getting at is, when I asked, I wrote the support people, by the way, support people are amazing. They get back like within sometimes 20 minutes, you know, within a couple hours. And like, I was like, Hey, can you do it where someone just wants to pay monthly? Like instead of paying X for a year access, you know, they, they pay monthly. Like, Oh yeah, that's all built in. I'm like, what? So like, yeah, cause it's set up for that. It's a business. And then I was like, Oh, can you set it up so that they only have access for one year? So then it's like they renew after a year and like, Oh yeah, no problem. That's all built in. So all these things just blew me away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. I love that you had that experience. And definitely, I think one of the things that is just really in our focus is how do we create the platform that enables businesses, but also for businesses to be able to really create what is unique to them, their business and their brand so that it's customized to you. It's amazing. Do you have someone asking a question there? Do you have a, yeah, I saw that you're a mom as well. I'm a dad. No, no, it's okay. We're good. <laughs> you sure? I don't mind. I totally don't mind. It's totally awesome. 
Okay. No, no, okay. No, no. Anytime you want to take a break, talk to anyone. I totally don't mind. It's like we've been so excited about this interview, so it's all good. No, we're yeah. good. We're good. They left. Yeah. Okay. We're we're okay to fan. I can fanboy a little bit. So again, I tried to make sure this was not a sponsored. I was trying to make sure it's not a sponsored episode. You're not being paid to do this, but no, that's awesome. Another thing I found out, we interviewed someone else on the show, Chris Doe, and he also offers online training. And so he also came down to the last two. It was the final two. And he just said, well, these are the two best. And I think he just, he, he did not go with Think of Hick in the end. He's like, oh, I, maybe I should have now. I was like, yeah, it is the best. And so it continues to be the, the best tool that's out there. But what's that like for you in your role? Like, is it, there's a, do you feel the pressure now to be like staying on as number one? Do you just feel like, oh man, we've got so many new features we want to roll out? Or are you like, we're, we're good with where we're at. Let's just continue to go deeper with the customers we have and we can continue to just make our product, the core product better. Yeah, I love that you asked that. It's so interesting because certainly this has been a really big year for us, taking Thinkific public being really exciting story for the Canadian and, you know, the Vancouver in particular tech ecosystem. And it's funny because in so many ways, we, to be honest, have always just been, and I would say still are really just heads down building. And every once in a while, we get that moment to like sort of look up and go, oh yeah, okay. Like, I guess that is kind of headline worthy. Like, that's cool. We're going to go back heads down where we'll be over here building. And so, you know, for us, really the focus has always just been like, how do we continue to create and build and listen to our users and continue to build a platform that serves the needs of the entrepreneurs and businesses that we serve and wanting to enable their success. And we know, you know, our success will always follow the success of our course creators. And, and I don't see that as something that really has a finish point. Like, I I don't think that there's ever a point where you put down the proverbial paintbrush and say, ah, the master's piece is complete. Now let's go sell a million copies. It's like, no, it's constant iteration, constantly evolving continuing to listen, iterate, make it a little bit better, you know, one day at a time. And in terms of how that feels, you know, like, yes, it is really exciting, but I just really get excited listening to and hearing about the success of course creators and knowing that we have just a tiny, tiny impact on their success. It's incredible. You you are the trampoline to their jump. You are the springboard to their cool gymnastics flip. Trying to think if there's other uh, you know Olympic analogies, just as we're going into the Summer Olympics here. But I feel like you are a facilitator of so many good things. You're like this great jar, and it can be filled with so many things, and you get to play this role. Yeah, it, you know it's it's neat because I think that when I think about the impact that we can have on the world around us, and especially this year, this was a year that globally really shook business and in particular small business to the core, and so many people's business models literally evaporated overnight. And the one thing that I have always believed in and believe is more true than ever is that, you know, and I'm going to get emotional. I get, I can't even say this without getting emotional, but I believe in the power of the entrepreneur and the power of the entrepreneur, that ability to, to pivot, to roll up their sleeves and to make it work. And knowing that so many people this last year needed to do that in a new way, take offline business models online, really pivot and and add, you know, entirely new revenue and, and income streams to their business because they, you know, couldn't do what they were doing traditionally. And just knowing that we were in a position to help really continued to make what we do in the mission and, and who we serve come to the fore and, and really grateful to be in the position to do that this year. Yeah. And maybe on the flip side of that, so I'll share from someone who is a course creator, 
who set up a course actually for the, it wasn't actually intended to be a business. It was set up to provide more education, but you allowed us to provide training at scale that we never imagined. And I think, it, it, you know, we did it for, you know, it was either for free or it was like, create like, you know, crazily discounted. But the whole thing was in order to get people through, because there was this huge rush of people who need, needed rapid reskilling, or it was people who were like, I need a job like tomorrow. And so we built a six-week training program to get them micro-credentialed. And we teamed up with Facebook and Google and Hootsuite to get them these micro-credentials. And Thinkific was the platform that enabled us to do it on scale, but also manage it in a really organized fashion when we went from like, you know, training hundreds of people to thousands. So thanks to uh, Thinkific, it, it enabled that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And, and I think one of the neatest things, and, I, and I'm finding this in the education world, this huge shakeup this last year, where there's the four-year degree programs, the two-year programs, but then us in this world of called micro-credentialing, right? There's BrainStation, Lighthouse Labs, there's a few of us out there and there's more coming. Tools like this enable us to empower those in maybe remote communities, those that are even working full-time. That's the cool thing I like about Thinkific is like the training on demand aspect of it. So if you work full-time and you got to support your parents or support your community, um, you can take the training in the evenings, the weekends, early in the morning, and it doesn't have to be live anymore. It doesn't have to be set in a certain way. And think if it tracks it all for you, it monitors it all for you. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. And it can be, you know, just entirely asynchronous. And especially when you're talking about a global student body is often people will be creating course content and they'll have, even with a, a cohorted course where a group of people are going through at the same time, but you've got somebody checking in <laughs> early in the morning, UK time, and then somebody else is in Asia and they're in the same class and they're having those asynchronous conversations and they're still engaging with that student group without needing to be online at exactly the same moment in time, which is really cool. Yeah, no, it's been amazing. And Shopify has this amazing program that focuses on indigenous entrepreneurs. And so we teamed up with them. We're offering this little micro course now actually through Thinkific called Web 3.0. So you maybe don't want to learn coding and learn a new language, but you want to learn how to build WordPress, Shopify, and Squarespace sites. We built the course on Thickific and it's so great. So huge thanks to the Indigenous Shopify program. And the, the aim being, how do we get more Indigenous business owners and even entrepreneurs learning how to build sites? And maybe we'll see a few new Indigenous-owned web shops popping up in this next year. Beautiful. Love stories like that. Yeah. So tell me about for you, the the, the growth and the natural, you know, kind of a growth. I, I have my story, right? I, I saw the stuff from Sunny. We did that kind of like class. Maybe we went overboard and tried out nine different platforms and studied them all. And there's all these websites that compare. But where are you seeing that growth happen? Why? Where are you seeing the people saying, Thinkific is the one to choose? And maybe there isn't a trend, but maybe, you, maybe you're seeing something. Yeah, I think that one of the things that is unique about our company and then even, you know, getting into like, how do we market our company is we are a horizontal platform. And what that means yeah. is that we do enable and empower a really diverse range of use cases, industries, company stages, all of it. And so, you know, we've got everybody from the side hustler entrepreneurs that are building something off of the side of their desk, all the way to companies like Shopify or like Hootsuite, who are using Thinkific to deliver education to their audience or portions of their audience as well. And I think that that is, uh, that that is really cool. One of the things that we have also historically done a lot of is storytelling and partnering with 
our influencers and experts who use us, you know, people like Sunny, of course, who has been with us for a long time and out there being an advocate and an opportunity for us to, you know, sort of partner together where, you know, we can tell her story and showcase how she's using the platform. And certainly that helps others see themselves and see, you know, people like me solving problems like mine and, and makes it easy for folks, even from a broad range of industries, company stages, business sizes to jump on board and see a path to their success. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I love the term education as marketing. And what does that mean? What are, what are you seeing how that works right now? Yeah, I, you know, certainly part of our our core thesis <laughs> from early days, and and in many ways, I you know I really see I I don't know which I, sometimes I'll say you know marketing like three or four but I think all those terms somebody has taken at some point or another. But the future of marketing, in my mind, is really about education and value, like value delivery back, and it's no longer just about push. And so even content itself in many ways is one way. So, you know, you can create a book or you can create a a guide, but it's really about one-way consumption of content. And what I think gets really interesting from a marketing perspective is when you think about education as a two-way interaction and you start to think about the community element of that. And it's not just, you know, about like, you know, here's the here's the textbook in whatever form it is, go read it. But that opportunity to engage in dialogue, to challenge, to learn from and with each other and to build community of other people like you solving problems like yours and what all of that enables, you know, on a go forward basis. To me, that's where marketing is really going and and what's really exciting about what we do. It's amazing. So those that are listening right now, marketers, agency owners, CMOs, are you ever seeing, think of like, I'm just thinking of cases, you know, users cases where they're using it as an internal training device. So when they hire a new staff, go through this, you know, three week curriculum piece as you get orientated to the business. Yeah. So I, I would say that that it, Internal training is not a core use case of Thinkific, but that doesn't mean that lots of folks aren't using us. More typically, what we see is folks will start using us for sort of our more traditional use cases of, I want to create and deliver content to an outside audience. And then what's happening is that internally, those teams are saying, wait, why are we using this really clunky LMS or more traditional solution for our internal education when we're using this uh, really slick solution externally for our customers? And then they'll end up using us internally. But it's not specifically the use case that we focus on. We're much more excited about how we can serve an external audience. And so sometimes that's about directly selling course content as a revenue stream for a business. And other times it's about creating value in other ways to look at an enterprise example. And this 
translates all the way through to, to the to the tiny yoga studio as well. But a good example would be what Hootsuite is doing with Thinkific. So Hootsuite's got Hootsuite U. They've got free social media education that is delivered uh, via the Thinkific platform, which is an incredible lead generation opportunity for them. And then they're also monetizing it because you can become Hootsuite certified, which is a paid certification through the platform that makes it an additional revenue stream. But first and foremost, there's marketing opportunity as they're creating education through the Thinkific platform. And like I said, is we see that all the way down to the micro business side hustle, where you might have a yoga instructor who has a free piece of content as lead magnet, which ultimately then leads to somebody purchasing a longer, more fulsome program or joining a community. And I, and I think too, speaking to Hootsuite, you know, we live in such a time now where there's still like ninjas and gurus and, you know, self-proclaimed experts. It's incredible that there's a tool that can help advance those certifications and the education that's needed in an industry that is maturing, that is certifying. You know, all of a sudden, you know, lawyers have the bar. We're now creating bars for digital marketers. We're creating bars for those that are doing uh, digital ads and Google offers their training. But yeah, we're huge fans of the Hootsuite social media marketing certificate. It's awesome. Now, tell me about this. Universities and colleges, what are you hearing from them? What are you seeing right now in your world? Yeah, good question. And ask this question a lot. And, I, and I'm going to be honest, like, yeah, but, don't pay too, too much attention yeah. to what's happening there in the sense that like, when I think about education, there's there's different kinds of education. Yeah. There's, you know, when you go to university or college, you're typically looking for a four-year program or whatever, yeah. like however many years. And, I, and the outcome is really that certificate is that like, I want a piece of paper that's going to hopefully enable me to do some sort of future job or meet some sort of entry requirement for something I want to do in the future. And hopefully the content that I learn, like, comes in handy at some point along the way. Whereas more typically, when we look at the types of content course creators are creating on Thinkific, it's more about just-in-time learning. It's about people who aren't saying, I want to learn marketing in general because in the future I might land myself a marketing role. Instead, it's marketing for gigging musicians who just need to sell more merch. And then if I'm the gigging musician and I'm like, man, I need to learn marketing, like what I want is like, I want the people like me solving problems like mine. And I'm going to go straight to the course content that's specifically geared towards where I'm at and the problems I'm trying to solve today. Yeah. And I look at a, a professor at a NYU, Scott Galloway. He still teaches at NYU, teaches a course. And it's, and you know, he talks about it, you know, what people pay to take this course by him. And he said it was the most expensive Netflix account he, is how he described his course. Cause you know, he had, you know, the, the school figure out they could add a bunch more students. He had 240 students and, you know, X dollars is what combined they were paying for his Netflix series. But he too created a course himself called Section 4 and kind of, you know, a little side hustle on the go because he knew that this was for more timely stuff in the now versus more macro big picture stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. And then because I, you know, I got asked to contribute some pieces for the Pearson textbook for their PR department. And I remember writing with a caveat saying, hey, just so you know, this information will expire six months. And because they were planning to publish the book in about eight months, eight to 12 months. And I never got a response, but I'm thinking, I was like, I just felt awkward because I'm sending this content knowing by the time it's published and by the time it ships, by the time a student purchases that textbook, they're sitting on old uh, old manna or whatever you want, old fruit, right? So, you know, it's gotten... Yeah. And 
and especially if you've gone really tactical, right? And I think that yeah. that's one of the things that that is uh, a reality is that if you're going to university and you're li- and you're going to laugh at me, it's like I like it's like I got my like understanding Michael Porter yeah. like traditional yeah. strategy. I love this stuff, <laughs> by the way, but like. The, the the high level strategy doesn't yeah. expire, but the like the so what and how do you do that and the tactical, yeah. which is especially when you're teaching somebody who may be new to a particular area, like they aren't necessarily in the position to translate the like, I understand Michael Porter and now I knew what I'm going to do tomorrow for marketing. They need to hear what I'm doing tomorrow for marketing. But you're right, that content changes so rapidly that the traditional university system or textbooks or anything like that is out of date long before it's even published and can't deliver against that objective. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's wild. Yeah, I got to ask, has Thinkific, are you, are you looking at publishing material? Because you, you probably have a finger on the pulse of education trends, learning trends better than any company in the world. Have you looked at publishing some of like what you're seeing or hearing or what is it looking like for you in that position you're in? Yeah, great question. We certainly have done some content to date, lofty plans to do more content in the future. And what I think is interesting is using or the potential to use the data that we have across the you know tens of thousands of course creators to figure to surface the shared insights that we can then enable future course creators with the collective understanding of what's been working with existing course creators um, when we think up more tactically about content and content opportunities so much of that we've done in the past and with plans to do in the f- future around partnering so partnering with course creators like yourself or with Sunny Leonarduzzi as you mentioned and you know folks that are in it and building their own course content and how do we surface their voices and their experiences uh, in pursuit of uh, raising, you know, understanding overall. That's amazing. And again, those that don't know Sunny, the name we mentioned, she was not only the host of our first ever Canadian internet marketing conference in Squamish, she's been on the show and then we share the same agent. So speaking jobs that maybe she doesn't work for her, I would come to me through my agent. It was great. So I would be like, oh, something from Sunny. It was like, I would play her, uh, what do you call I would get her as second fiddles or whatever the term is that you call it. It was awesome. It's great. She's amazing, amazing content, YouTube videos. She's brilliant. So the position you're now, Vancouver, what's it been like, the Vancouver scene? Like support-wise, like you got Hootsuite down the road, which sounds like you've teamed up. Other tech companies, do you guys talk? Like, is there this kind of like connection point there? Or is it more like, hey, it doesn't matter where we are in the world. It's, I feel the support and love globally. Certainly support and love globally. But a real soft spot for our Vancouver tech ecosystem and have, you know, had nothing but incredible camaraderie support advice over the years and that, and that's shared. And so we're quite a small, a small group here and always know that when you need somebody to talk to of like, Hey, how are you dealing with this? Or are you seeing this? Or how can we solve this together? Can always get a call picked up on the other end and and working together for the health of our shared ecosystem. It's awesome. And as we see kind of like the the light at the end there of the tunnel, I'm curious, I'm imagining what a Thinkific conference would be like. So I'm thinking like Canada Place or some venue, and there's going to be a lot of people teaching other people things. Like they're like, oh, this drink, did you know that the lime in this drink originated from this country? And this is how, it's, and then someone's like teaching, you know, there are a lot of pointing. I wonder what it would be like. I'm just still dreaming about live events again, you know, yeah. like, like what would a post COVID, like it's safe to travel the world conference feel like. And I, I think we would all love to see that happen. So perhaps oh, yeah. that will be in our future. Oh yeah. And a room full of course creators, all these extroverted, <laughs> they've all got something to say type of people. I imagine it'd be quite a loud event. 
I imagine that would be true. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So Miranda, how do you feel about doing a rapid fire round here? Yeah, we can for, give it a try. Yeah. Let's give it a try. Let's give it a try. Let's give it a try. And you can always hit skip. If you're like, skip it, we can skip okay, it good. easily. Yes. Okay. <laughs> What was your first ever job? I had a friend who was working at the local pizza joint and I started just hanging out there, but then I was bored. And so I just started answering the phone and then I, their systems weren't working. So I basically, I rebuilt a bunch of their systems and ran the whole front desk and built myself a job because it was better than just hanging out in the back. It's amazing. And random fact for our listeners, we actually know each other previously from an, another world where we were in the wedding industry together which is very cool. Such a small, beautiful world that we live in. Indeed. Night owl or early bird? Early bird. Yeah. Okay. I get up really early if I can. If I need to get a lot done, I get up at like five and get it done before meetings start and kids wake up. <laughs> Amazing. Cat or a dog person? Definitely a cat person. <laughs> nice. What was the first thing that you marketed in your life? When I was a kid, lived on a gravel road that nobody drove down and I had put a craft stand, craft slash lemonade stand at the end of my driveway. And nice. I was out there hustling. I don't remember more than one person ever stopping, but I remember setting up that stand multiple times out there and ready to sell my crafty wares. That's amazing. So you feel for those vendors that, that, that set up their store, their, their Thinkific store, their Thinkific school. And you want them to do well. Oh, I come from small business heart, true and true. And my focus has always been on how do I serve the entrepreneurs and side hustlers out there. And I definitely know what that feels like. It's amazing. Uh, dark or milk chocolate? Oh, dark chocolate. Nice. What is your favorite word right now? Uh, philanthropy comes to mind. So yeah, perhaps no, I do. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Well, and, and very fitting. Our next question What is the last charity you supported uh, financially or with your time and why? Yeah, the Binners Project here in Vancouver. Uh, and the reason being is I consider those folks some of the hardest working entrepreneurs I know out there helping us recycle and collecting cans and making their own income and way in a way that a lot of people take for granted. Amazing. Amazing. We'll put a link in the show notes to uh, that charity. That's amazing. What's a movie that you love that you can watch over and over and over again? Kolia, which is like a Russian film from 1996. And it's just okay. really sweet about an old man and a, and a little boy. <laughs> nice. Favorite song or album on repeat right now? I literally can't tell you because I always just have Shopify on shuffle and I never have yeah. it up in front of me. So I literally yeah. don't know what I listen to. <laughs> yeah. Do you share that account with other people and it messes with your algorithm or you, you've kept no. yours clean? No, it's clean. Yeah. Oh, you're so, I have so much baby shark <laughs> coming on every once in a while. And I'm like, oh man, because I have no. a shared account. My, my yeah. kid is not allowed to listen through my Shopify. Yeah. Or oh, Spotify. Good sorry. For <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Um, if you weren't doing this job right now, what would you be doing? I don't know how to not build businesses. So yeah. I would probably have started some other small business that perhaps yeah. wouldn't be so small anymore. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, what's an app on your phone you can't live without? Brain.fm, which I consider is like magical brain music. So when I need oh. to go heads down and just really focus, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, music that helps you focus. <laughs> Amazing. I've never heard of that. I'm going to want to check this out. It's great. What is a business or marketing book that you'd recommend? 
business or marketing book that I'd recommend. I'm going to go yeah. back to like the old school because it's on my desk. Understanding Michael Porter. There are two versions of this. Actually, there is a children's book version of this and there is the like textbook version of this. Both of them are great and a good way to understand the fundamentals. Amazing. Any podcasts that you'd recommend? I'm not commuting right now, so I'm not listening to podcasts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, you're like many people. Um, what's the most important thing you've ever changed your mind about? The most important thing I've ever changed my mind about is having kids. We weren't going to have kids until one day I woke up and realized that that was the wrong decision and it was the right one to change. <laughs> oh, amazing. Amazing. Next question. This is very fitting for you. Skills required for this new economy. Some people call it the new collar economy. Uh, so like job skills, like what, are the, what do people need? And especially you, you're in the boat of hiring a lot of people and, and you are also part of educating a lot of people. So what do you think that people need going into this new economy? Yeah, I love that question. And for me, it just all comes down to being curious and growth-minded. If you believe that you need to know all the answers, you're never going to get anywhere. But if you believe that you can figure out all of the answers and say, I don't know how to do that, or I've never encountered that before, but I'm going to roll up my sleeves and figure it out, then you'll be set up for success. Mic drop on that one. That was amazing. Thank you, Miranda. That was amazing. Where can people find you? Where can people discover Thinkific? Where should they go? Yeah, thinkific.com is you know self-explanatory. And I'm on Instagram at Miranda Levers. Awesome. Do you check your DMs on Instagram? Are you responding to people? I do, but I am very slow. Yeah, great. Okay, <laughs> so, so yes, with the caveat. <laughs> and if you have Thinkific support, don't DM Miranda probably, but but message Thinkific support because they're incredible. Probably some of the best support people they are, I've ever they are, encountered. They are better and faster than me by far. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Miranda, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. This was fun. This is great. So make sure you check out Thinkific, an amazing uh, Canadian Vancouver story of an incredible tool and how it can work for you, your business, if you want to increase revenue in your business, if you want to look to train people externally, whether for growing that funnel, I think it's an incredible opportunity and uh, maybe for internal training as well. So thank you for being here. We'll put a lot of the notes in the show notes there. So, and we'll, otherwise we'll see you next time on Marketing News Canada. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors, Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.